And for some reason, the topic of forgiveness was um, forgiveness and repentance. It just kept on coming back to me. Um, so I, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about um, repentance and um, getting back to God. Um, hopefully you'll, learn, uh, you'll get something out of this little meditation. So the Holy Week of Pascha is not only the time to reflect on the passions of Christ, even though that's the central theme and the drive of this week. Um, it is also the time to reflect and examine oneself. To examine, one, to examine one's true intentions of the heart and to wake up from the coma that the daily grind of life puts us in and to return to God. This week, unlike any other week of the year, gives us the opportunity to take away all the distractions that life brings, whether it be from the media, whether it be from our workplaces, whether it be from our schools, and to bring us to the feet of the crucified Lord. This morning in the first hour of Monday of the Holy Week, the very first prophecy we read is from um, Genesis. Um, we read about the creation in the book of Genesis. The church wants to remind us where we came from and what is our true purpose. So in Genesis, we read, in the beginning, God made heaven and earth. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Then God separated light from darkness, one he called day and the other night. The chapter then continues with the creation of the firmament, with the sun, moon, and stars, the water with all its creatures, the dry land with the herbs and seeds, along with every creature, that walks or creeps on the earth. All this God made, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of heaven, over the cattle, and over all the earth. So God made man. In the image of God, he made man. Out of all God's creation, man is the only one that was graced with the image and likeness of God himself. All the other creatures were created for the service of man. Man was placed on a pedestal and was clothed with great honor and majesty, an honor that he, had, he did not by himself deserve, but because of God's love for him, it was granted to him. In return, God, all he wanted was nothing more than man's heart and when I say he wanted man's heart he wanted his whole heart to be devoted to him after Adam had eaten from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil God saw it after Adam's heart but he could not recognize that heart that he created all he could see was a heart that was hardened to his commandments a heart that no longer could be a heart that no longer sought to be with him, cloaked in the leaf of a fig tree. God's longing for my heart is so great. In the prophecy of the first hour of Monday, we look at the extent that God takes to protect man's heart that it may be for him. 
It says in the book of Isaiah, there was a vineyard for my beloved, a place in power and richness. He placed the wall around it and fortified it. He planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it. Here the vineyard simply is my heart. God has taken every precaution to guard it and has filled it with the choicest vine that it may produce fruit for him. Where is this fruit, God asks of me? Sadly, as the prophecy continues, so I waited for it to bring forth grapes, but it produced thorn plants. My heart has strayed away from my creator and has become a heart of stone, producing nothing but unedible thorny plants. And once more, God looks at my heart and wonders, what happened to the heart that I fashioned? What happened to the heart that was formed in my image and likeness? In God's effort to seek out my heart, to return to him, we continue with the Gospel of St. Mark, with the story of the fig tree. After Jesus was received into Jerusalem as king, he was staying in a city not too far from Jerusalem called Bethany. Now the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat from the fruit of you ever again. The fig tree here represents my heart. Christ came to search out my heart and eat of the fruit that it provided, but sadly, all he received was leaves with the frills of this world, and no fruit was to be found. After leaving the fig tree, Christ continues searching for my heart. So he enters the temple in Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who brought out, who bought and sold in the temple, and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught them, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves. Christ entered my heart once again, hoping to find a place where he can dwell, a place where he can find the fruit of the Spirit. Yet he could not find the heart that he formed with his own hands, he could not recognize. The heart that was created to love and to be self-emptying was no longer there. All he could find was deceit and the love of the material things of this world. Could it be so? Could I have strayed so far from my creator that my heart can no longer be identified as the temple where he dwells, but rather branded as the den of thieves? My friends, we must arise from the pit that we have placed ourselves into and return to our Father, saying with the prodigal son, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Even though our heart was wand has wandered far from God, there is still a message of hope. In Ezekiel 36:26, God says, I will give you my, a new heart, and put a new spirit within you. 
I will take the heart of stone out of your out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. It is up to us though to request this new heart. We have to take the initiative and make every effort to accept this new heart and make sure we maintain its purity. Today, earlier in the morning in the homily of Saint Chinuda, the Archmanadrite, we read we find we read and we find the means by which we can begin our journey to return to God. In the homily, Saint Chinuda states, If now, O brethren, we desire to escape from the hands of God and to find mercy before him, let us sit alone each day in the evening. And after the conclusion of the day, let us examine ourselves as to what we have given to the angel who ministers unto us to bear up to the Lord. And again, should the night be end and the light arise, let us examine ourselves and let us know what we have given to the to the angel who is appointed to us to bear up to God. The first step we take, we have to take is to examine ourselves and come to the true realization that we have strayed from God. We need to know exactly what needs to be cut out of us, cut out of our heart like a cancer, so that Christ can find a resting place for himself. We need to cut it out. And once we have done that, we can truly begin our return to him. The next step is to unravel ourselves from the leaves of the fig tree that has covered our nakedness from the time of Adam and to open our heart to God, that he may come in and cleanse the temple of our hearts. Christ needs to come into my heart and turn over the tables as he did in the temple. It's not enough that Christ simply enters my heart. He must remove everything else that occupies my heart, that it may be fully dedicated to him. Christ simply knocks at the door of my heart each day, and it's up to me to invite him in to dine with me. Once Christ has cleansed my heart by dwelling in it, I need to continue to renew my commitment to ensuring that it remains devoted to him. I need to pray daily with the psalmist, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. It is not only then that it is only then that God can say to me, This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell for I have desired. May God come into each one of our hearts tonight and may he find a home that is well-kept and devoted to him. May he look at our hearts and see the heart of flesh that he formed with his own hands and not a heart of stone. May we be worthy to sing with David the prophet, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart, because we have truly dedicated our whole heart to God. To him is due all glory now and forever.